Hello everyone, how's it going? This is Julio speaking. Welcome back to the Case Interview Podcast. A while ago, Bruno and I were recording an episode called The Case in Point Curse, and Bruno made this analogy that I thought was so good and everyone needed to listen to it, so it just had to become a clip. So here we are. What you're going to listen to right now is an excerpt from episode number 13 called The Case in Point Curse, where Bruno and I talk about the traps that Case in Point creates to candidates, the misconceptions that it plants in candidates' minds, and how to avoid them. So if you're interested in knowing more about the Case in Point curse, make sure to go in our back catalog in your podcast app and find episode number 13 and listen to the whole thing. So what, what is the Case in Point curse, now that you've told this story? Basically, the Case in Point curse is the sum of all the misconceptions that the book Case in Point brings over to you mm -hmm. on what is a case interview and how the thing goes. The most important one, in my opinion, is to every case, there is at least one framework that will solve it if you at least remember that framework. Yeah. So as a clarification to people who haven't read Case in Point, the author does not tell you to have one framework for every single case. He basically gives 12 frameworks that he swears that will work like with those 12 you can solve any case and the, the thing is it's not true first of all but second no normal person even a very smart person can memorize 12 different frameworks so what a lot of candidates start doing is to combine those 12 frameworks into one master framework which is what Alex was doing and then they try to hone and improve that framework from their experience in their cases. So, for example, oh, I forgot this thing, so it should be in every single case because it might be the solution to every single case. And in the end, you end up with a bloated framework that has a ton of random shit in it. And it's not trying to solve the specific problem that the interviewer gives you. Now, even if you do memorize the 12 frameworks from case in point, it's very easy for an introvert to see that you're spitting out a memorized framework and then they will twist the case on purpose to something slightly different just to see your complete inability to deal with the situation. Yeah, the problem with saying that there are 12 frameworks and if you memorize them, you can solve any case is the underlying assumption that cases can be solved by memorizing frameworks. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't matter if it's 12, 30, or 1, or 2. But that's not how you can solve cases. And I guess if you think of it from first principles, you would understand why. Interviewers don't want to see your capacity of memorization. They want to see whether you can think through a novel problem and solve it. Because that's what you're going to find in the consulting job. Yeah, now, th there's a bunch of other misconceptions in the book besides this one of trying to solve cases by memorizing frameworks. But before I go into those, I have a story to share as well. Oh, yeah. One day I was in, it was a Friday. So we, we were working in, at the office at McKinsey when I was working at McKinsey. And usually Fridays are in the office. Yeah, And the manager, the EM of my project went out saying that he was going to interview a candidate. So he went out, we kept working. He came back an hour later and he was 
kind of sad. So we asked him, how did it go? And he basically said, yeah, this guy, I had to reject him. So very sad about that. And he was truly sad. Like some candidates think that the interviewers take some pleasure in rejecting people. And maybe a couple of them do, but most of them do get really sad because they want good people at these firms, right? And it's hard to find them. Yeah. Anyway, I asked him what happened, like how come he, he was rejected. And he said, oh, he used that pricing framework from Case in Point that every candidate uses and that doesn't even make sense. So basically, Case in Point teaches you to solve pricing cases through a framework that you can price stuff or price products through three different ways, cost-based, value-based, and competition-based. Mm-hmm. And I could give my opinion on it, but I'll give my, my EM's opinion back when he was interviewing this guy. He said, if a client hired McKinsey and McKinsey proposed cost-based pricing, which to our listeners who are unaware of it, it's basically measure your costs and then add a percentage to it and that's your price. So if a client asked McKinsey to do pricing and McKinsey came up with, oh, you should just put a margin on your costs, McKinsey would get fired instantly. So it doesn't even make sense. Like the framework doesn't make sense. It's wrong. The only way to really price stuff is value-based. And sure, you have to benchmark with competition to make sure you're not far off and you have to, or maybe you can be far off if your product is much more valuable, right? Sure, you have to make sure you're above costs. Mm -hmm. But if you're below costs, if what you can charge is below costs, what you should do is not increase your prices. It's either to reduce your costs or to increase the value of the products and be able to charge more, right? Or take the product out of the market. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I I digress. We should do an episode on this this pricing framework, the scaling point pricing framework. Okay, we can do that. Anyway, I digress. What I was going to say is it struck me because this EM knew that the candidate was using a framework from case in point because probably almost all candidates use that framework in that pricing case that he had. Mm -hmm. And he knew it came from case in point and it didn't work. It would never work. And I think that's part of the curse as well. Because what you said is, Having this mentality that a framework will help me solve the case, pre-made framework, memorized framework will help me solve the case is one aspect of the case in point curse. Another aspect of it is merely taking the frameworks that are in the book as gospel. Some of them are wrong. Mm -hmm. A couple other things that I remember that the book misleads people. One is if you read through the case solutions in the book, you're going to see so many false assumptions. So what I mean by this is the example answers in the book Mm -hmm. show candidates doing a ton of assumptions without validating them, without testing them as hypotheses. Just like, oh, I'll assume these three things. And if we assume this, then of course the client should do this. Yeah, And this is not how you solve cases, but the book presents it as if that were the case. As if that worked, right? Yeah, and it never states that directly, but if you read through the cases, you get that impression. Yeah, it's kind of like you finish the book and the idea that you have about case interviews is very far from the truth. So you end up trying to learn the skills 
of case interviews ends up being to you like trying to build a puzzle with the wrong picture. Like yeah. you're trying to build a puzzle of the skyline of Chicago and you have a picture of puppies. You yeah. know, so this white piece, where does it go? It, it doesn't make any sense. M maybe a good metaphor is those people, mainly very young people, who've watched way too many Disney movies and they think that's what relationship is to be like, you know? Yes. And it's like, it's Disney movie relationship is one thing, real world relationship is another thing. And if you expect the real world to work like a Disney movie, you're going to suffer a lot. Yeah. And it's kind of the same, right? If you expect real cases to work like Case in Point presents them and gives you the impression that they're like, you're going to suffer a lot because it's not going to work. And you're kind of building your castle of case interview skills on sand because your most fundamental principles and ideas and impressions are completely off of reality. Thank you for listening to the Case Interview Podcast. If you want to get more insights into how to prepare like the best candidates and increase your chances of getting your dream offer, you can listen to our entire back catalog starting from episode one. In fact, some of our best episodes are the ones we recorded earlier on. And if you want to go deeper and learn our best case-solving techniques, we welcome you to join our free course called Case Interview Fundamentals. And you can get instant access to it at craftingcases.com course. Now, I hope to see you in the next episode or in one of the previous ones.